guys, this is Neek Rest, and this is She Will Talk To Me. Today we will be talking about resisting change. Yeah, so today we're talking about why we resist change and why resisting change can be bad for us. Why change is actually usually a pretty good thing. So in this episode, what we're focusing on is what happens when the life that we plan ourselves isn't going the way that we thought. When we look at that five-year plan and it's starting to look real iffy, or maybe you accomplished that five-year plan. Maybe you did the things you sought out to accomplish, but something still doesn't feel right. Maybe your plans fell down to the ground and you realize that puzzle piece no longer fits the rest of our puzzle. Or maybe it's something that happened that's beyond your control and life forced you to change. You didn't ask for it. You were happy, but something happened that caused your path to take a different role. And you simply now don't have an option to go back to things being the same. What we're talking about is what happens when change comes in, but nobody asks for it. So today we're going to talk about why we resist change but also the beauties that come from accepting that change and accepting new paths that come with it. So just in general, Nick, have you ever had a big change that just happened out of nowhere that completely caught you off guard? The only, like, the biggest change that I could think about is losing my fiance. That would be, like, the biggest change because it took away, like, my goals or my wishes to move. I was finally getting... (laughs) excited about that um starting a new life somewhere else starting a life away from my family and mm-hmm. starting family so that changed like that was taken away from me but of mm-hmm. course me going through all that it helped me I finally got adjusted to the idea of moving to another city and I was excited about it um excited to start my new family away from my established family to learn what we feel is best for us and establish new traditions and everything like that but when that got taken away from me I had to relearn what's best for me and I went from you know having me and my fiance and having two bonus kids and my daughter to just being me and my daughter and it kind of helped me to grow because I came more into my independence I had to move out on my own for the first time I with no roommates um and it all of these things helped me to grow. I really was proud of myself in that moment because I didn't I didn't know I was going to have to do it. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that always stands out to me. Even, like, having to move in with my parents when I was supposed to be moving in with him. And then mm-hmm. one day waking up, like, I don't want to live with my parents anymore. And going to find me an apartment, not telling my parents. That house after <laughs> I got approved and said... I'm moving out. This is the date. I remember the first day, like getting the keys. I just looked around and I was like crying because I was like so happy, so happy for myself that I still managed to do all this stuff, do mm-hmm. everything. So I did actually grow in that situation, but it's yeah. nothing I was um, even thinking about having to do. Yeah, that um, that situation did really ch- like change your whole course. Because you did go from being like, okay, I'm about to be a wife. I am about to move to a different state. I am about to be a stepmother. I'm about to, you know, raise a family together with the love of my life. I am about to like you, um, because you were thinking about going back to school at that time too. And it did change your path. Not only that, but, and let me know if you want me to cut this out, but 
even with when he got sick, um, when we first found out that the cancer came back, that changed your path as well because you were stepping away from being the caretaker from your nuclear family. And you're like, and now me and him are going to take care of each other. And then you found out he was sick. You had to take step into that role in a whole other way. And it was very, yeah. Yeah. You told me, and I remember that day, I was like, well, this is what I got to do. I remember going out and, okay, let me go make dinner for him because he he's getting sick. He couldn't even, like, go get stuff at the grocery store because he would lose his breath so often. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, oh, let me go into this role. And it's been, it's been like, taken off running since then. Yeah. Um, so it definitely was a change that I wasn't ready for, but it's crazy mm-hmm. how I stepped into it and just kept going I still had the support of my family because they mm-hmm. work a lot too but it was a change that was a drastic change but looking back I was like dang I really was doing the thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> a lot um yeah so I really do I do think I, yeah I really appreciate not I mean who wants to go through all that but I'm yeah. just like it, it yeah, of course, we definitely still wish he was here. He was an amazing, amazing person. Um, but I will say that is definitely a point in your life where I saw you take your power that I always knew you had. You're a very powerful individual, um, but you're a lot shyer. You you didn't step into your power a lot. You a lot of times were very passive and like in that situation. And I don't know if that was a part of your healing. I don't know if that was a part of your pain, but you really kind of was like, okay, I got to make these happen now, which you've always been about, but in a very forceful way. It kind of, it kind of like lets you come through in a forceful way, fully in your energy, in your power. And again, it's one of those changes that like you didn't want, we weren't expecting, but it did kind of blow you onto a different type of path of independence. Because like you were saying, you were going from like, daddy's house to school to like okay now I have roommates with my friends to my husband's house and like it was kind of like always you had people there and that was like the first time in your life you had to step into like okay now it's just me and me I'm standing on my own with me and my child and I'm learning to make decisions for me and my child and even in past episodes you talked about that of how like you used to make decisions based on family and so forth. And now you're like, me and my daughter is my priority when it comes to making my decisions now. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to like just accept that. But yeah, it definitely pushed me. Because like you said, I was passive. Or I get shit done, but it's always mm-hmm. quietly. Yes. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows. But it's like that. It was just like, oh, dang, she really is. Like, that was a spotlight. Like, of it, I guess. But what about you? Um, for me, I feel like my life has always been about change. Um, I'm always changing. So this, for me, like a, a moment where change came in, I had to just forced to accept it. Uh, I feel like that's just my life. You know, I moved a lot as a kid. You know, I traveled a lot as a kid. I um, things changed in my life a lot as a kid. Things were never the same from every three years to three years, whether it be where we were living, whether it be where I was living, because sometimes I moved with my my bio dad, schools, what was going on in my family situation. Like 
every three years or so, it felt like I was constantly having change. So my adulthood also mirrored that. Um, Not on purpose, but that just seemed to be my life plan. So everything, everything seemed like a change. Being a mom was a huge change that I was kind of like blown away by. I know everybody uses this excuse, but I was on birth control. <laughs> like I was, we were not planning a child. I was in the middle of grad school. And you know, like I didn't find out I was pregnant until my second trimester because I was so... Yes, yes, y'all. Literally, the other reason I found out I was pregnant is because Neek told me I was pregnant. <laughs> Neek was just like, when's the last time you had your period? I'm just like, girl, I don't know. I'm stressed. Okay, got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and I had a lot of stuff going on. I was in grad school. I had just gotten a head-on collision. Matter of fact, when I that's when I, sometime during that week that I got on a head-on collision is when I got pregnant. That was like my conceived time. And was trying to like find a car while only working part time and going to school for like it was a lot going on that period. But up until that point in my life, I did not decide if I actually wanted to be a mother. Like that was still something I was undecided about. Like that was something I was still kind of like, I mean, if the man insists and I really love him and I think he is gonna be a great dad. And you know, we have the resources to parent the way I want to parent fine like that was kind of my attitude towards it I never thought about that but I have never heard you talk about children before yeah like it wasn't I had not like it just wasn't I wasn't against it because I like children and I was good with children I just it wasn't something I envisioned for myself like my mom used to get really, really mad because when I was younger, I used to always say like, she's like, and then my grandkids. I'm like, you don't have to look to my brothers because <laughs> ma'am, there's a high chance your life is not continuing through me. That was kind of my attitude towards the whole thing. But now being a mom is such a big part of me. My daughter has changed me so much. My daughter has stabilized me so much. My daughter is a big reason why I started working on myself. She's a big reason why that when I notice huge flaws in myself or my personality that now I'm like, okay, I need to fix that. Versus before I was more like, that's funny. And I'll just like go through life. Like, oh shoot, people got to deal with that. And that's their choice. And I just kind of went through my life like that. But my daughter was a big part of me being like, hey, heal. You know, she was a big part of me seeing that and so forth. So literally, everything. Um, You know, even my career did not expect to have a career crisis at the age of 30, like fully, fully expected to do what I was doing for the rest of my life. And just like, that was a part of my plan, move up to supervisor and then move up to director, start my own agency, blah, blah, blah. Like those are my plans, not my plans anymore. Um, My plans are now bigger. My plans are now, I, for a long time, I thought, small in regards to at least how I think now. I thought very micro. I thought very kind of like, you know, and I'll do this and I'll affect these people in this community and I'll try my hardest. And now my thoughts are worldwide. Now my thoughts are global change. Now my thoughts are universal. And I I feel like people who meet me when I'm older don't really believe this, but I was actually very timid when I was a child. I was a very timid child. Yeah. And like, because I was such a solitary child, I think maybe that's why, because every now and then I'll talk to people like I went to school with and their perception of me was not that. And then we'll talk further. They're like, yeah, but also you really didn't talk much. Like, I'm like you were just 
you know, you a pop in and you a pop out and you just doing your own thing. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that's why people's recollection of me isn't that. But it was really because I was timid. I was very, very timid. And I'm not that way now. Even things like my religion, I was very, very religious when I was like 17, 18, 19. And now, like, I'm not whatsoever. Now I'm, I'm, I'm like, just vibes. Like, that's the most politically correct way I can explain it. Like, I'm just like, yo, you know, love. Love and what makes people happy. What does not harm people. What does not do the most harm type of uh, mindset when it comes to philosophy and so forth. So, yeah, big changes that happen that completely caught me off guard. Yes, every three years I have big change that catches me completely off guard. Constantly a thing. But I feel like because of that, I don't do well when things are stagnant for too long. That's one thing about me. I I do not like being in the same situations for long times. I don't like being in the same place for long periods of time. And the same thing with jobs. Like I don't stay in jobs for longer than like three years. I don't even think I made it to three years. My last job, I quit like a week before my three-year mark. <laughs> So change feels normal to me. Um, Adaption, stagnation, staying the same feels odd to me. But with that said, there's a lot of beauty in change. There's a lot of great things that could come out of change. And I think sometimes when we hear the word change, it it sounds scary and it sounds like this like woo, looming doom. And sometimes it does come with scary stuff. Sometimes change does bring about stuff that's scary that we don't want. But a lot of times with change, even in the midst of that scare, there's something beautiful that blossoms form it. There's still kind of this rose from the concrete type of deal that comes about with change. So, Nika, what's really your thoughts on that, the beauty with change? I believe it does have a beauty to it, even though sometimes I stop myself from experiencing that till I can't <laughs> stop myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do believe there's a beauty in it. I know even with my late fiance he would just get on me like you need to go experience the world away from your family he used to preach that to me as well as you did too and I would just like I just haven't done it in a lot of sense so I guess we'll talk about reasons why we don't do it later if it's a beauty in it I mean even when you took the step to go to Georgia I seen your growth and I was like dang I should did it too why did I do it and I told you that one time I was just walking mm-hmm. I was thinking like, dang she really listening she really yeah <laughs> and she really made a change and she really started this like I have seen growth I've seen growth in like, yeah, like I see growth in people like one of my other best friends Shannon she took this chance to you know be a traveling nurse that's something she she's kind of shy sometimes like me too so it's just like when people are taking these steps I do see the beauty and the growth in it it's just me personally pushing myself to do that but I do agree that it is you grow a lot when you do accept change. Yeah, no, I I really agree with that. I think for me, always having to do changes, always inviting change or change inviting itself into my life. One of the biggest things, benefits I can see from it is like it brings a lot on a certain level of awareness. When you stay the same, stay in the same place, same mindset, same situation, there's a certain level of awareness I just feel like you cannot get to when you stay in the same situations, in the same areas, in the same mindset, in the same, you know, whatever that same thing is. 
For some of us, it's places, but for some of us, it's just a change in our mindset. For some of us, it's a change in beliefs. For some of us, it's a change in relationships. It's a change in situation. That can be a job. That can be a career path, whatever. There's a certain awareness that I think only comes about when you step outside of that comfort or whatever that saying this was, because there, there is a limit. There is a ceiling mm-hmm. when it comes to staying in the same place. So for me, that's really the most beautiful parts about change is your level of awareness growing, your level of appreciation and growth that can happen from it. Even from some of my most painful changes that I've had to endure, like in the end, I've always been grateful. Now, it might not be right after the change. It might not be a year after the change. But some of those changes are now in my 30s and I'm looking back like, yo, I'm so grateful that thing happened when I was 14. You know, it might take a while, but as of right now, like there's certain changes that I'm making now, there's career changes. I'm in the midst of that. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I still don't have the answer. And I'm not 100% sure why I'm being pushed and driven so hardly towards it. But even now, like I have a sense of gratefulness because there are certain things I'm seeing and understanding now, like my level of peace is so much better. My level of joy is so much better. Even sometimes I'll talk to old people in that situation and they'll tell me certain things. And I'm like, oh, thank God I got out, you know, and I'm still searching for my reason for why and so forth and all these other things. But I know like, Time has shown me time and time again that when change comes and I don't fight against it, I'm rewarded for it. It's not always a physical reward. It's not always a monetary reward. Sometimes the reward is internal. And I think those are some of the best rewards. But I always feel like I am grateful for it. I always feel like I am like, okay, this is why that had to happen. It hurt. It sucked. But this is where I am now. And this is leading me to this and that led me to that. And this is where I'm supposed to be, you know? So, okay, you brought it up. Let's talk about the reasons why change can be so hard. One of the reasons that change can be so hard is just, it just seems scary. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you don't know what's coming Yeah, you don't know. For me, it's just like, I can't plan that. Sometimes with change, you have to take a leap or you have to take a risk. And leaps can be scary. Once you get to the other side of it, there are rewards, even if it's growth, even if it's benefits from that change. But I just feel like it's just, it's a scary situation. Like not knowing what's coming next is scary. Like me, that's why, you know, you know, you always say like, you should move here. Okay. But I don't have an ABCD plan for that. So it's just like, that's so scary. I don't know what's going to happen. And I think that's for a lot of people. Like they might, they don't want to take those risks because they don't know what's going to happen. And then making a change sometimes is an unknown situation. You don't know what's going to come of it. So that really scares people. Yeah. Oh yeah. I completely understand. It is scary. Not knowing is scary. I mean, think about all the things in life where if one of the possibilities is like, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. You will walk away from if you are buying a car and you're like, okay, you know, what's the engine like? And they're just like, I don't know. We wouldn't be like, oh, okay. well, you know, I'm just have faith. We don't typically do that. I feel like we are a society that talks about faith and stuff a lot. And there's the society that talks about like, I just believe good things are going to happen type of thing. But we don't actually typically walk in it. We say it. 
but we don't typically walk in it when it comes to a lot of things because it is it is scary. We all know stories of people who, you know, took a leap and they made it and it became a success. But we also know many people who took a leap and they did not make it. And it's terrifying to think, okay, what if I leave this stable situation here to take this leap and I have no idea what's on the other end of that leap or if I even make that leap, how this is going to turn out. Um, and that's enough to scare a lot of people away. And I get it. Like, it's a, it's a big deal. One of the other reasons that make change so hard is doubting yourself. A lot of times when it comes to change, we are being asked by somebody else, ourselves, the universe, whoever, whatever you believe in, whatever is asking you to change circumstances, finances, family, whatever it is. A lot of times that change is asking us to get out of our comfort zone. And a lot of us have doubts that we can succeed outside of our comfort zone, you know, what is comfort zone? Your comfort zone is the area where you feel I got this shit handled. Okay. I know how things work. I know how it's supposed to go. And I know I can do it. And change a lot of times is asking us, okay, I'm going to take you out of that. And I'll put you in something new. And we have no idea if we can do that. And we start doubting ourselves. We start doubting kind of like the example you got with moving. Okay. But Am I going to be able to get a good job out there? Am I going to be able to make new friends? Am I going to be able to, you know, really do without having my family nearby? And it can be all sorts of things when it comes to doubting yourself. When I had my daughter, I was absolutely terrified. I remember being um, in the hospital room. I had to stay in the hospital for five days after I gave birth. And I remember them like prolonging the days that I had to stay. And they're just like, yo, we're concerned about this. We want to check up on this. We want to all these different things. And me being like, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's cool. Also, I wasn't on my own insurance. Like, <laughs> so it was a lot easier for me to like, yeah, let me say a couple more days. Um, but I was terrified and I was okay with them letting me stay because I had no idea what was going to happen when I got home and I was left alone with this baby. I am the baby of my family. I had never had to do the whole babysitting thing. Not for real, you know, like I babysitted cousins who were like 10 when I was like 14 type stuff, but I never really had to take care of a child before. You know, I did the little push classes and so forth, but I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I did CPR. They gave me a certificate, but y'all, please don't choke around me. I don't know what I'm doing. Let me be very clear. Like I have a certificate, but if somebody starts choking, I'm going to pull up YouTube. Like, I don't remember what to do. They said something about breaking ribs, and I checked out of the train. Huh? So hopefully you got enough time with it. Girl, we'll see. I, you know, I do a meditation once a year where I'm like, please, a lady will never choke around me. <laughs> it's that much of a concern. But, like, I really doubted myself. I doubted my abilities to mother. I doubted my abilities to stay home with the child. You know, me and my fiance at the time, me and him lived together, but he had to go back to work. And I was absolutely terrified. And I really did not want to be left alone with this child because, you know, when I like graduated from undergrad, I did a internship at DFACS. I worked at DFACS for a while. And one of the things that I saw a lot in DFACS is we would see um, SID cases, which is sudden infant death syndrome where kids would just die and no one knows why. Like they just die. And they're little, they're just susceptible to just 
dying. And there's like no real cause of death and they'll call it SIDS because a child will just die suddenly uh, with no warnings. And then we also saw a lot of cases of kids who had been suffocated because they were co-sleeping. Kids will be put in a bed with their parents and then parents will roll over on them or the kids will get wrapped up in the blankets or something like that. And so I was a nervous wreck when I had my daughter and she was really young. I was not sleeping. I was just not sleeping. I, when she was sleeping, I was there with a mirror checking her breasts, making sure she's still breathing. Because of my work with defects, like I did not believe in doing co-sleeping. But it was really, really hard because you're so tired and her crib was in the area and I have to get up every time she cried. And so we moved the crib, you know, into our room and it was it was a terrifying experience. And I just had so much doubt in myself. And it was such a nerve wracking experience. Those first couple of months were horrible for me because I didn't believe one. I didn't believe in myself. And I was absolutely terrified of being left alone with her. I was a nervous wreck. I wouldn't leave for alone for more than five seconds. Yeah, I was taking, there's this thing called, I think it's called a bippy. And they're like these like beds and it's like made of like pillow type material. And it's supposed to be like raised areas. So you can't roll over in it and they can't roll out. Y'all, I was taking this thing into the bathroom with me, putting it on the floor, putting her in there and then showering with my shower curtains open so I can see her see what she's doing because it's the kind of thing you'll hear mom saying like I don't even know the last time I showered because the kid will cry and so forth and it's hard to get your shower in so like that's how I would have to like I always had to have eyes on her Uh, but I still have to say that like it was one of those experiences where I sincerely doubted myself and I did not feel confident in myself and it was one of the things that I was just like can I do this you know are we sure we want to have a child type of thing because it was taking me out of my comfort zone it was me saying like, okay, I'm about to be responsible for another human being. Can I do this? And before I got pregnant, like I had been birth trust since I was 14, being a mom had never seriously crossed my mind. So it was completely taking me out of my comfort zone and telling me like, oh, this is a thing you can do. And I know a lot of women, um, you know, at least portray that a lot of women feel like, oh yes, I'm naturally a mother. I have natural mother instincts, but I did not feel that until I had her. And then I started having mother issues. Then a lot of things kicked in. But up until that point, like, I didn't feel like I had natural mothering instincts in regards to children. I felt very motherly to adults. <laughs> but that whole, like, oh, a baby's crying. Oh, I know what to do. Let me hold the child. Let me rock it. Like, I did not have that before I had my child. So it was just like this whole intense doubt in my head. Like, I don't know if this is something I can do. Right. I think too also <laughs> with the mom thing. <laughs> I feel like I could do it, but like you made me realize like when he had went back home to Georgia, I just cried like oh, how I'm gonna do this like by myself mm-hmm. now. Like and my mom and one of my friends was there and then I was like, Well he's leaving. I mean I understand where she's coming from. It's just like those like little things. Like I think every time I had like a a, a change I was about to come I, I had self-doubt and then I was mm-hmm. like no, I'll get this together <laughs> yeah but yeah I got that little moment I'm like, okay I'm done now let me step into this situation but the doubt always comes first mm-hmm. comes to mind too when I when it's a big change yeah out of that and yeah know that it's there but know that you need to try to think positive kind of sort of situation. push through it 
that's it. Yeah. 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 A lot of times when change happens and I had doubt, and there's been a couple situations where I've had doubt of like, okay, how am I going to do this? How it's like, do it anyways. I did it with the doubt. I did it with the doubt. I did it with the terrifiedness. I did it with the, I am not the right person for a job. <laughs> I'm feeling that starting and still doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I will say is by talking to different mentors, talking to different experts in different areas, in all types of different areas. One thing I have noticed is that I would say 90% of them have all told me like, girl, I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know why these people hire me for this. They did. And I was like, yeah, I can do it. And I Googled the whole shit for first year. Like I've had experts in the field tell me that about different things. I've talked to different mentors who have told me like, yeah, no, I started this thing and I did it different than everybody else. But all I know is that's how it worked for me. And I was self-conscious and I didn't think I was going to do it right and blah, blah, blah. And like now they're leading experts in their fields. Now they're the go-to person for this and that or the other. So yeah, I think it's normal to have doubt. Do it anyway. Yeah, I think that's that's been a lot of my jobs. <laughs> I remember when I was like an STNA and they had all this stuff you had to, like, when I finally started working in a hospital, they had all this stuff you had to know how to do. And I was like, yeah, I know how to do all of that. I didn't know how to do any of that. Girl. And I worked there and I freaking was the um, employee of the month one time. So it's just like, you just got to <laughs> talk yourself through it and get through it. I mean, if you fail, it was sometimes, oh, that I shouldn't probably do that. <laughs> you learn from it. You definitely do learn from it. Okay. You definitely do. Yeah, no, I will say just quickly, though, there's definitely plenty of jobs that like, again, I had to Google my way through. I had to YouTube my way through. I had to, they did not teach us this in school. I have definitely had group chats with like old classmates or friends I have in the field. Like, now did we go over this? And all of us like, no. I'm okay, because they're making it seem like this is standard and I don't know what to do. And we collectively put our head together <laughs> and came up with something. So, yeah, it's it's a thing. Do it anyway. Yeah, I agree. So another way that is change is so hard is just like avoiding it. Or avoiding it makes it seem easier, but really avoiding it. <laughs> doesn't avoiding it keeps you stagnant actually and it doesn't really and it really stunts your growth like you had talked about earlier and I think in the moment it seems easier but then you think back like dang I should have took that chance I know sometimes with us we like we had those job opportunities and like oh, that's not the right one but then we'd be like bro I should I should <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so that I noticed that firsthand for sure it doesn't really make things easier. I think maybe for the moment or for a little while, but then thinking back, you might sometimes have regrets that you didn't take the, the chance or make the changes needed. And that's in anything, honestly, like changing your behavior because avoiding your ways that you act is not going to get you anywhere either or say I'm lazy or say I'm a procrastinator and me avoiding those things not changing those things is still not helping me in any type of way so yeah I feel like it goes back to kind of what you were saying earlier when it comes to like when you were talking about moving you were like then I was like but 
uh, where am I going to live? And what about point A? I need to have an A, B, C, D, D type of plan. And then, you know, you kind of just convince yourself like, ah, it's too much work. You know, if I just don't do it, it'd be so much easier. But like you said, a lot of times, a lot of times you, by avoiding it, you create bigger hurdles for yourself to overcome later. I think, I feel like a lot of the big changes that stuck out in my mind, I really didn't have an option. I might have tried to avoid it for a while, but it always came. Like it just a lot of times for me, a lot of stuff I always just end up doubling back around. But there might be certain job opportunities like you talked about that I sh- could have taken. I was like, dang, I should have taken this, and oh, and I stayed out of this and that. But I still end up having to leave that job anyway, type of thing. You know, it might have been like, oh, I should have moved here, or I should have left here. And, you know, moved out this place, blah, 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 always end up leaving anyway, you know? So it's like the avoiding it seems easier part for me. It's like, it don't matter. It's going to come back around. Like right now, it's going to keep popping back up until you do it. So might as well just do it. But I definitely feel the thing that I see very commonly in practice where people get overwhelmed with the idea of making a change that requires them to do something new to just, you know, change a change in general and they come up with all these reasons why making this change is going to be so problematic and so forth and it's all just like ways to avoid it it's not even like these are unworkable things it's just that you've convinced yourself that you know what it's just it's too hard it would be easier to just stay the same but there is a exchange for staying the same when you are being asked to grow when you are being asked to change when you avoid it, I think for a lot of us, it just comes back up in different ways. And some people, you know, y'all lucky, y'all might not get it to come back up for another three years, four years, five years, 20 years. Um, Usually with me, I got another six months before I come back up. (laughs) You're going to make this change. But avoiding it just adds more taxes to your total costs. I think that's the best way for me to explain it. All you're doing is adding more tax. And it, it didn't have to be that way. You know, for a lot of these changes, you could have came, you know, you could have got it duty free, you know, like you could have got it that way, but we add to it. And by the time we make the change, you know, usually you still make the change and towards the end, you'll come out better or happier, or there will be some type of rose in a concrete moment. And you might have a moment where you're like, dang, but I really wish this was easier. And I was like, yeah, it probably could have been if you didn't avoid it the first five times it popped up. You know, it's harder because the more you stay the same, the harder it is to change that behavior, the harder it is to leave things, the harder it is to give away things. Um, And me and you talked about this in regards to career, because me and you both had moments in our career last year where it was like the universe was giving us signs. Like, yo, it's time to let go. It's time to change. It's time for a new path. And we both avoided it because uh, I got my 401k with them. What else am I going to do? Nothing else seems interesting, blah, 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 blah. And what happened? The universe made it to the point that we had to move. <laughs> like, we had to. Like, it was like, okay, I'm going to make this so horrible that you have no choice. And that's what happened. So was avoiding it really easier? Or me leaving when I still have some type of peace of mind and some type of like, okay, you know, blah, 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 versus me leaving burnt out. And I talked about this on one of the previous episodes. I think we were talking about accountability on the episode. And I talked about a certain situation at my job. And I was like, I checked out. By the time I left my job, I was so completely checked out. And I felt like I left on a bad leg where 
if I had left before, then I would have left with nothing but glowing reviews, nothing but like amazing work and blah, blah, blah. And even though I know I have amazing reviews and I have glowing reviews from my boss, I talked to her the other day and she still tells me all the time, like, hey, now we still got a position available if you want to come back. Even though I know I still have that, because I love checked out, there were cases I was burnt out. There were situations that I wish I handled differently, that I wish I had the energy to show up as my best in, but I didn't because I was so burnt out and done. And so for me, a lot of times that's how avoiding it goes for me. Really, when I feel it's time for change to come and I'm like, and I give myself excuses, I really feel in my path, in my lifetime, that's what has happened where it's like, okay, so you gonna change whether you like or not. Choose now, it can be easy. Don't choose now. We gonna make it hard and it's not gonna be fun. And I feel that's kind of how it can go a lot of times when we avoid it because it seems like avoiding is just the best, easier option. It's like, mm, okay, well now we're going to make this option not easy for you anymore. Now avoiding it is going to cost you. And then that also goes into the last one, which kind of goes into all the ones we talked about, which is a straight up unwillingness to walk away. Sometimes change is hard because we don't want to leave the thing that we need to change. We don't want to leave that situation. We don't want to leave that mindset. We don't want to leave that place. We don't want to leave that person. Sometimes change is hard because we're perfectly happy where we are. But we don't see the need for a change. Or content. Yeah, I think a lot of times it is contentment. There are situations where I think people are happy. They're just like, no, I don't want change. And change is just like, boom, we get extra permission. But I think you are right. I think a lot of times there is contentment where, <laughs> where we're just so happy with being blah that we can't even think of going higher because it's like, yeah, I mean, I could be happy, but I could be really sad. And right now I'm okay. Let me just be okay. And that's that limited mindset that we got to let go of. Okay, so Nick kind of talked about, brought it up for us, why it can be hard to change. But let's talk about some of the reasons it can be really good to change. All right. Some of the reasons it can be good to change is because change can allow for course correction. Sometimes we get set off on a path that's not the path that's intended for us. We might get set off on a path that we're content with. It feels okay. You know, we don't feel like we're living our purpose exactly, but you know, we live it. And change can provide us that option of no, you can get on a path that sets your heart on fire. You can get set on this path that ignites something passionate in you, where you wake up happy for the day, that you wake up and you're no longer sad about starting your morning. You don't wake up feeling like screaming because you have purpose, you have passion, you have, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Even on your days where it feels horrible and off and you're like, oh, you still feel like, okay, but I know I'm on the right path. I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Change can allow for that. It can allow for that course correction when we might have got on the wrong path, we might have took the wrong turn or detour somewhere earlier in life, but change allows us to get back to that path. Another one is change gives you opportunities. I think like sometimes you take those chances or changes and you like, so many doors can open for you that you never could imagine those things and opportunities coming up upon. Like, I think for me, even like in the midst of changing jobs and stuff, like 
I didn't really know when I was going to pass my test. <laughs> I feel like if I didn't have that, if I didn't make the change of like, after job, I'm going to quit it and we're just going to see what's going to happen. It was like yeah. so many more opportunities coming, like so many jobs were coming at me and it was just like so much new things were happening and it's like pushing me to new limits and stuff. And it's just like, you would never know these things without making that change. And yeah. So new opportunities do come with changes. Yes, I agree. Another one that we have is that from a scientific viewpoint, guys, staying the same, not allowing change leads to or is stagnation. Stagnation leads to death, guys. From a scientific view, we are required to grow. We need evolution, which is a change to survive. Change is how we keep life going. Change is how we build our society and how our society evolves into something new, better with each growing generation. Stagnation, which is staying the same, which is refusing change, it leads to death. It leads to destruction. It leads to decay. Because as we kind of talked about earlier, you can only do so much in the same area, in the same way, with the same mindset without any change before you hit that ceiling. And when you hit that ceiling, what happens? You either stop growing or your growth starts going downwards. But there is no other option without change. Never thought about that. Okay. Another way that change is good is just it breaks like the old cycles. And most of the time, those old cycles are cycles that were not working for you anyway. Like changing them up and pushing up and making the changes for the better and noticing I might need to change the way I operate. This is uh, talking to my own self right here. This career is not working for me. It's just changing things that are not working for you anymore and not staying in that same cycle and repeating that and just staying stagnant, like you said. Mm -hmm. And change allows us to face the inevitable. Okay, we're all inevitably going to hit that point where, again, those cycles no longer work for us. Those limited opportunity that we stayed in is no longer fostering our growth, no longer fostering a better sense of self. Change allow us to face those situations that we may have been ignoring, but it was always going to come up. We were always going to hit a point where that cycle no longer worked for us. Those skills, those negative coping skills that we we're using out of survival are no longer healthy in this new place. We always hit a point where something from the past, something that we've been doing for a long time, no longer serves to function our needs as best as possible. And change allows us to just face that head on and make a decision on, okay, now I see this inevitably was going to happen. And now I have a choice to make. The last one is that it provides healing and growth. I know personally for me, when I have made changes that I really were not too fond of, I stepped out of comfort zone. I grew within myself. It made me heal things that I didn't know were really bothering me. But then I like, as I grew, I seen like, oh, that needed to happen. Like this change definitely needs to happen. It made me into a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have never personally had change that did not foster growth or healing. Like I've never had that happen. Even changes that I heard that um, were completely unwelcome, caught me completely off guard. It never 
happen without healing or growth taking place somewhere in the midst of that. Even the even change that like broke you down to your core. It's just like, wait, I still learned a lot from that. Um, mm-hmm. In so many ways. Yeah, I agree. And one of the like one of the changes that I made that was big on my life that really helped me grow was me moving away from my family. Like me living on my own away from my family provided me with so much growth. It allowed me to be free. It allowed me to be myself without restraints. It allowed me to be myself without toning myself down. It allowed me to be myself without feeling the need to guard parts of myself. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it was not good. Sometimes sometimes we we needed to learn what parts needed to be guarded. But I appreciate having that experience. I appreciate being able to be in a space where I could explore myself without being scared of judgments, without being scared of how it would look to family, without being scared of how it would sound to family, if it would get back to family, things like that. and I really would recommend it to any young people. I I tell kids all the time when I'm speaking to kids and they ask my opinion about going off to school or college and things like that. I always recommend one, if you do not have the money, do community college first. See if there's a program in your school that will allow you to take community college classes while you're still in high school. Definitely do it um, if you cannot afford it do that. It's, it saves so much money. But then after that, my advice will always be like, hey, think about going to school away from your hometown if it's financially feasible for you, because there is a lot of growth that can happen from living on your own. I think so much growth can go from living in other places, even culturally, that's an experience. I'm big on cultural experiences. I was lucky enough that I got to visit different places on a regular in different countries, different islands, things like that. And that opened my eyes to having a very broad perspective on a lot of things. Um, And some of those things I didn't really understand until I was way older. It was such a learning uh, experience and it it shaped so much of my personality getting away from the same people with the same mindset, the same, you know, there is a certain thing as like small town thinking. And that can occur when you live in a small town all your life. You don't really get any other experience. Even if you travel one or two weeks somewhere, doesn't do the same thing as living in a different culture, as experiencing those differences for a year, for two years, for three years type of thing. And I think it's one of those things that kind of it's like a fast track to growth to me. And I'm sure that's not how it feels for everybody. I feel like that's how it felt for me. But there was something so powerful in me learning how to make shit happen for myself and knowing that I had to depend on me. And there was something so beautiful about me having to learn discernment for real because I am now in a place where I'm meeting new people, I'm meeting strangers, and I have to be able to trust my instincts. And you can get that just from moving states. Guys, I have lived in Mexico. I spent winter breaks, summer breaks, spring breaks in Bogota, Grenada, Barbados, Diana, Guatemala, and visiting my sister in like Toronto, Calgary, Hawaii, all these different places, different islands I've been to. And the biggest cultural difference for me was moving from the north to south of the U.S., me moving to the South was one of the biggest cultural differences for me <laughs> than all the places I have been. 
because in other places and people think that's wild when I say that, like, how and where you live in Mexico? The biggest cultural shock was you moving to Georgia. But it was also you got to keep in mind during those times I was a kid, I was a teen, whatever. But like it really was. It really was. I was not used to religion being in everything. Lord knows. I am not a religious person. It was really weird to me when I went to a state meeting that involved state entities, government agencies, and they had somebody come up and sing a Christian song and then leave with prayer. Blew my fucking mind. The first time I seen this shit, I was like, separation of church and state, separation of church and state. Like I had a whole panic attack moment in my head. Like, what the fuck is going on here? What? <laughs> You're here for work. Why am I, why am I, why am I here in prayer? Um, like that was a huge cultural shock to me. And I was the only person in this whole stadium that was like apparently having like a whole moment of like, what, what, what y'all doing? Huh? Hold on. I don't think we're supposed to be doing this. Um, things like that. But even things like moving to a city where a lot of the business owners were Black, where I met a lot of Black business owners, a lot of Black doctors, a lot of Black nurses, a lot of Black. I was telling a colleague of mine, like, yeah, all my... All my care professionals are people of color. My psychiatrist is a black woman. My therapist is a black male. My doctor is a Nigerian woman. My dentist is a Hispanic woman. Like I was telling a friend that a friend from back home and they were like, what? You the research you had to do. Girl, I am in Atlanta. I just threw a coin at a book, (laughs) whatever name it landed on there was a high percentage chance they were going to be black. But things like that was something I wasn't used to. Like I wasn't used to being able to be like, because that's something that's been a big thing for me for a while, just because of like statistically, like statistically, especially I got really big into it when I got pregnant with my daughter, black women have higher rates of dying after childbirth than any other uh, race of women. And it's by a lot. It's not by a little, it's by a lot, especially for a quote unquote first world country. I hate that term, but our rates are way higher. And basically what all the research says is because they literally see our pain as less than. That it's likely that when a Black woman is like, hey, something feels off, I don't feel right, that they are looked at by the medical system as a whole to be really just looking for drugs. And so they shut it down and they don't take their pain and their complaints as seriously because they think that this is drug-seeking behavior and then Black women are dying because of it because their concerns aren't being taken care of, because they don't have people advocating for them as hard. So being able to choose all my healthcare providers and making sure all my healthcare providers were individuals of color, that was new for me. So like things like that was a huge difference for me. So don't think like, oh, okay, well, but I can only afford to move to the state over, or I can only go from, you know, Kentucky to Florida or whatever, that's still a difference. You'll be surprised at the cultural differences that you can get still in the United States. The West Coast from the East Coast is a completely different way of living. And so for me, that was one of the big changes that really helped me grow, but also helped me heal. Being able to get away from my familiar surroundings really allowed me a chance to really look at myself and really look at some things about myself that I didn't like that I felt I could heal because I was in an area of solitude while I was building myself in this new area. While I was learning new people, I was able to not be held trapped by people who held on to the old me. Mm-hmm. I got to meet people who got to meet the new me, accepted the new me without question. 
versus being in a place where I was where the new me was constantly be reminded about the old me. So for me, that was a change that that was hard. And the closer I got to it, the more I kind of hesitated, like, oh, do I want to do this? And there were areas that after I moved, it was hard. There was periods of time where like I was living in the hood, y'all. Like, so there definitely were some hard parts of it that were harder. And I definitely had moments of like, oh, I should go back home. But I, again, I grew so much from it. But again, even in those hard moments, I was able to learn so much that I was able to take that helped me later in life. I think, I don't think mine was as drastic. But even like with me moving to Cincinnati to go to school versus trying to stay at Wright State, but I was procrastinating. So it didn't happen. And I was really just wanting to stay with my parents and finish going to school. And I didn't have another choice. So I had to like just move there last minute. Do you see? And even when I went to the school to look around, I cried because I was like, this is too big for me. I don't want to be here. And I cried also because I wasn't finished with school. And and it was a lot of obstacles that came with me trying to finish college. And I really could have gave up. Uh, I did give up sometimes, but I was like, I just had to figure out a way to finish school. So again, I did not want to, I didn't want to leave. But for me, even from Nathan to Cincinnati was something huge for me because I didn't want to do it. I felt like I was alone a lot. I know sometimes I was so freaking broke. At, at one time, I I was like, okay, I have to wait to this point to pay my rent. So I know one time it was like 12 o'clock and I was like, okay, it hit, let me go. Let me go run to the ATM. Let me go. Or let me go to Kroger's real fast. Mm-hmm. Money order real fast so I can hurry up and put it in the mailbox so it won't be a late charge. Like it was a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that I had, to, <laughs> I had to do. I had to go through. And I feel like at that time I was struggling, but I feel all these things like made me into a better person or taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. After I graduated, I got my first social work job and then I was there. But then it was like so much bad stuff that was happening to me at that job. And it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I can stay here. I should just stay here, you know, because I love my coworkers. But I know it, it would just feel like I just felt stagnant there. Mm-hmm. Like I remember looking out the window. I remember looking out the window. I was like, okay, this is life. And this, mm-hmm. this can't be life. This can't be what all lives have to give. And the thing is, it took me so long to get out of there because I was so happy with the other things about the job. And I was trying to find the good things. But I was so, I felt so relieved. I felt so happy to go in there and tell her I'm quitting. Leaving that job helped me too. Like, it helped me know that I can start over. It helped me know that change is not always bad. And quickly, because I didn't want to interrupt you because you were on a roll, but y'all, respect your broke here in life. Like, it sucks. It's horrible. It is not fun. But I promise you, like, I probably had some of my biggest growth periods during time of, like, broke, 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 broke this. Okay, like, like when I say brokenness, y'all, I mean, I know what it's like to, like, y'all, they fucked up letting me know that it takes a couple of days for your credit to hit your card if you plus credit instead of debit. Y'all, let me tell you, I got to school many a times with gas by hitting credit, knowing I had 25 cents in my account, <laughs> but knowing it wasn't going to hit until Thursday and I got paid Thursday. Y'all, I was getting overcharges left and right <laughs> using money I knew I did not have because you know you had to do what you could do to survive. Look, y'all, y'all brave enough to let the account credit hit 
y'all brave enough to send me that charge. Like that's how I was living at the time. But like also because of that, I think it really made me great at my career because I understood the struggle. It wasn't something that they had to tell me hypothetically. And not, of course, you don't need to know things firsthand to be sympathetic to a situation, but definitely think it added a certain layer, a certain sense of of understanding of like, no, I got this. I know how to work this. Let me figure this out. Being able to think of situations that not everybody could think of would come up because I knew what it was like to be there. You know, I knew what it was like to be like, dang, I can't afford my medication. So what I got to do? What I need to finagle? I did learn a lot of tricks about (laughs) broke light. With one of my banks, like the bank that I had, like I could fill up my whole tank and it won't give me an overdraft charge. It would just be there. Like it would no, just no. PNC want their money every time. For me and the guy we talked to, it, whoever had a little, whoever had just a dollar on their tank, we about to fill up both our tanks. Like you scoot up, scoot up so I could put my money. <laughs> like that's <laughs> oh, oh, like, struggle love. <laughs> oh, that was a struggle love for real. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but it's just like going through all of that stuff. You just recognize your growth. You recognize your strength. You, it was a lot. And but yeah, I went through that. I have went through any of that just staying at home with my parents. <laughs> so even though it was crazy stuff and bad things, oh, I I grew a lot from that situation. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree. Like there might be some hard times that come with making that change, but. I really feel like for a lot of us, especially when the change is something that it it just seems like there's no way out of it. Usually you're able to get something good if you are willing to allow yourself to learn the things and take the good from it. Because sometimes we and I've seen this with clients and I have had this happen in myself where there were things there were good lessons I could learn from it. But I let my bitterness not allow me to learn because I was too busy being angry. And I was too busy being bitter about the situation. I was too busy being like, mm, I ain't asked to be here. And it's like, you know, allow the change to happen and allow yourself to be a student while change is happening. Take notes, see what you can pick up from, see what you can learn from, see how you can use this. So hopefully, guys, anybody listening right now that is going through a season of change that is contemplating a decision that seems hard, but it seems like it just keeps nagging at them and is requiring them to get out their comfort zone. Hopefully this episode has been of some help and leads to some introspection and some real thought being had towards stepping out of that box and yeah, allowing things to unfold in a way differently than what we originally expected. Now, guys, that is all we have for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoy. We'll have a new episode every Thursday. Please keep listening. Please keep sharing. Please keep liking. Definitely, please keep leaving reviews. Reviews with words. They are extremely helpful to the podcast. And as always, we'll have a new episode for you guys next Thursday. Thanks. Bye.